Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. What's up, Coach Torrey? Another week, another day, closer to the end of school. I know as educators, we're getting excited for this. <laughs> I think the kids are checked out like we just talked about. I think the... Uh, the teachers are checked out. Uh, spring has sprung, and we're ready for summer. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of there. I always tell my kids, there's two things you won't see in my classroom. Like, two things you can guarantee. One is you'll never see a countdown for how many days are left. Like, the days that are left, I'm going to maximize every one of them. The second thing that I guarantee is that you will get one small assignment every single day until the last day of school. Yeah. And sometimes I even give an assignment on the last day of school. So... I, I don't know. The kids that aren't doing anything, this is the crux of middle school. They don't retake our classes like they do in high school. We don't have semester tests. So we're truly at the mercy of, are the kids willing to do the work? And for the kids that are, I don't want to slow down. They're entitled to every one of those days that I get as their teacher. Right. But to those kids that are checked out, like it is painfully frustrating right now, Coach Weaver, and just kind of brace yourself <laughs> for the last three weeks. That's right. Uh, it's like, I think 180, 181 days is what they're allocated. Um, you're right, though. A lot of them want the 180, 181. Some of them want the 160 version. And I'd say a large portion of them want like 60% of those days. Anyway, well, look, we're going to get into today's lesson in... The Motivation Monday for week 17, the draft just happened last night. So if you're listening to this, it's, you know, we record on Friday. Uh, so it was really cool that the draft happened last night. You have a, a whole weekend full of the draft, but um, really neat to see. You still heard the boos come when Goodell comes out, uh, but it was in Las Vegas. And it was it was weird for me watching it like the draft really happens at night. But they were in the desert, man, and it was still light outside, so you couldn't get the full effect of the Vegas lights until about 9.30 our time. Uh, so it was cool seeing the draft. I get pumped up about draft. I'm a Saints fan. Um, it was awesome to see us take a receiver, Alave, from Ohio State, and it was really good to see us take a really good left tackle from Northern Iowa. No action from the 49ers on draft day yesterday because uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, management issues and, and other things. But um, I think the draft is just fun. It, it, it goes with spring, right? A, a time of renewal. You're trying to renew your roster. There's hope. You know, it's interesting listening to kids today who don't know much about football, but they're coming in. They're like, why? Why are that? Why is my team picking this person? And why did we take this? And we don't need this. And I'm like, well, apparently, you know, the New England Patriots know a little more than you do right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think it creates a lot of hoopla, which is great. And if you're the NFL, this is win-win because the NFL is a cash cow. But right now, there's not a lot happening in the sports world. I mean, you got baseball going on. You've got people trying to finish out their years, mm -hmm. whatever. But for the NFL to keep the NFL in the front of people's minds this time of year, I think that's a huge win. So lot of excitement and you're right Vegas is ultimate place right mm -hmm. and when I, when I think about draft day I think about winning right because those the the kids that are getting drafted because they're really kids they're 21 22 year old kids 
that we expect to be men, mm-hmm. their dreams are coming true in front of their eyes. And when I think about Vegas, you walk into a casino and you hear the slot machines and you, you walk by the roulette table and it says winner. And I mean, there's signs of winning happening all around you. So I think it's just a perfect venue to hold uh, a life-changing moment for young people. Yeah, unless you see National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation and then there's a bunch of losing going on. Uh, but I agree with you on that. Like a winning happens a lot in Vegas. Uh, and I go back to when you said that fans want to know, like, why do we pick this person? It goes back to two weeks ago, Joe Madden, D-N-B-A-F-F. You know, yeah. do not be a fan. So um, management knows what's best, but I think it gives those kids opportunity, gives them hope. Uh, like you want to hear your name called on draft day. That's one of those cool things. Um, so we talked about this last night on the phone, um, but wow, how, how many? And I forgot the guy. It's the kid from um, from Michigan, and I forgot his last name. But he had all his uh, wishes that he had, and everything that he had said is starting to come. Like I'm going to be a first round draft pick. I'm going to be a Heisman Trophy contender. I am going to be this. I am going to start at a power five. Blah 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 blah. And the mom had him um, put in the inside of his jacket. But that's what dreams are made of, right? And that goes back to last week when we talked about dreams and and how scared are you and stuff and going forward. But the draft also for me is you have like the combine that goes along with the draft and the evaluation piece that goes on with that. And you you asked me a big question last night, like, hey, and you're going to talk about this in a second, but, you know, how do we evaluate talent? And for those guys, like, for management in the NFL, you're either a first-round pick, a second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round, so forth, or you're a free agent, and you people evaluate you. We'll step back in our coaching world as high school coaches. We have kids that are eighth grade, ninth grade. Then you have to deem a JV team, and then you have a varsity team. Then you have starters and go off of that. But you know, my question, and you're going to answer this, and you speak a lot better at this than I do. But what if we ranked our players like they're ranked in the draft? What would that look like? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting way to look at your roster. I mean, we have depth charts. We have um, just the standard numerical roster. We have a lot of different ways we organize our teams. Why don't we organize them according to talent? And I think the great thing about the draft, too, is there are as many busts as there are successes. Mm -hmm. So our teams are the same way. We all have people on our team that have a lot of potential. We call it talent, but it's really potential. And potential is useless until you put it in motion, until you activate it. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. And so 
I think about that. And in the book Gunslinger by Jeff Perlman, which is one of my favorite ones, which I actually loaned out to a kid a couple weeks ago, and they said it was the best book they've read this year. So that was that's a win. And then I went back and I always the copy I get back is destroyed. So I have to buy another copy. So my wife really appreciates that. And then I spent last weekend is kind of rainy up here in Iowa in the spring. But I made some my notes in the new copy, transferring them from the old copy. And I came across Ron Wolf when he first got to Green Bay. They were awful in the late 80s, early 90s. And when they drafted, when they got Brett Farr for a draft pick from the Falcons, that's when Ron Wolf came in and he started to do a talent evaluation for the Packers for his team. And he classified them into five ways. You were either a Hall of Famer or an All-Pro or you were a starter or you were a role player or you were useless and you would be cut. And like that was the spectrum. And I've started to organize my high school team in that same way. Like which one of our kids, obviously we don't have Hall of Famers, but who's going to be an All-State player? Hmm. So the All-State player is the best at their position for your level of competition. For us, it's 4A. I've been able to coach two running backs who have been on to, to win All-State honors. So that's not on me. That is just me probably making them worse. Who knows what they would be if I wasn't their coach. Coaching but, them down, right? We call it coaching right, them down. <laughs> right, 100%. And I'm undercoaching the hell out of them because I don't want to mess them up, right? I'm just right. doing everything I can to not break them. Um, but I've been blessed to coach two All-Staters. Those are exceedingly rare. Um, the All-District players would be next you know, the players that are the best of their position in our uh, six or 17 district. So that changes from year to year here in Iowa, but that's kind of the next level. And then you've got your starters, right? Your varsity starters, your guys that are your guys that are the best on your team to fill each position. And then I think about the next degree would be JV players and the JV players with a role on Friday night. So they play on Monday nights up here and then you know, you're mixed in on special teams or in certain packages uh, for the offense or defense. But you're a Friday night player, but you, you play the predominant amount of snaps on Monday. And then the last are your JV only players. Because we separate ninth grade, they're kind of their own beast. And we just do 10, 12 up here. I'm not sure if that's how you organize your team too. But I think by classifying your players according to four or five different classification systems, you start to organize your team better. And then that opens the door for conversations with those players too. Here's how I see you this year and prove me wrong kind of right. And it's like, if you can maximize this, this is what you need to do to get to the next level. But once we put a name on the talent or once you put a name on that potential, now all of a sudden they think we can do things and NFL teams do the same thing. They'll draft somebody and, and they'll say, hey, we're bringing you in because we don't know if we've got a spot for you or not. We want to see if you're going to be undrafted free agent or undrafted, want you to come in, want you to get some reps. We will move you. Maybe maybe we're looking at keeping you on for the practice squad. Maybe, maybe we'll suffer an injury in preseason. We'll have to activate you. But I think that's the mindset NFL teams have. And as high school coaches, why can't we manage our 50 players the same way an NFL team manages theirs? I think we can. Um, I think it brings clarity. The more I was writing this down, like all state, all district starters, JV, JV only. I think it brings clarity to the kids because everybody wants to know, like we're going into spring ball right now. Where am I? Where am I on that spectrum? Am I, am I a, am I a sophomore that's going to be JV? Am I a sophomore that has the potential to be a starter? 
uh, I want to be all district. If you're coming from the ninth grade team, I, I don't know if you're all district or not yet. You've never suited up for a varsity game. But I think it also helps, not even with just clarity to the kids, I think when you go in meetings as coaches, and you always have these coaches that are like, oh, this kid will do this, oh, but he won't do this. And for some reason, they've already labeled this kid as either a Hall of Famer, All-Stayer, like they're going to the NFL already as a junior, or like they suck. Like they're never going to play for me. So you've you've already put a label on this kid. And I think this opens up the door when you look at special teams, when you look at your starting 11 or starting 22, you're too deep on both sides of the ball of who can contribute. So I think it's a, a, a daily evaluation. Uh, coaches have meetings. You've put this on me for three years now. If we're going to have a meeting, we've got to have an outcome. If we're going to go talk about Jimmy and his contribution to the team, we're not leaving until we figure out what is his contribution going to be. Is he going to be a starter? Is he JV? Can he be in all district? Does he have potential to be in all state as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior? You know, I don't think – I think grade doesn't matter in this situation. If you can play and you're a player, go play. But I think it opens up the door for coaches to have effective, communica- effective communication on the piece that let's label these kids. So it's like maybe, you, maybe you're going into summer right now with your kids and summer's a big time for us and we – Graduated two great receivers. We got to get. We have one coming back that was a junior last year that um, will get some significant playing time this year. But we have to find three new dudes. But that's a conversation. We put them all on the board now. How let's as an offensive staff, let's where do we think these guys are? Can they contribute? And then you pour into them. Yeah, and then I think the things that happen throughout a season are going to happen. Injuries, you know, people are going to rise. Some people are going to sink. Some people are going to crumble under the pressure. Some people have big dreams, but then they can't do it on the field or they don't know the plays or they don't know their role or they don't buy into to the process, you know, we would say. But where I have the most success with this is when we do our too deep, mm-hmm. because we platoon up here, kind of. We have a few players, though, that have to play. We try to get our kids to play two out of every three possessions. That's kind of the magic number. So really we don't have ones and twos, we have ones and one and a half. Because if you're playing offense and you're playing defense, like some of our kids have to do, you can't do that every series. So you might need to go defense, offense, defense, and then we might need to put someone else in for, you know, a series or whatever to give you a blow. And the creativity part on our end becomes Okay, what four guys can I have to play these three positions? And then all of a sudden it's a rotation, and that's the skill. And uh, it's not really a science, but that's the art that we have to do as coaches. And um, I think by organizing your team in this way, not only are you evaluating talent, but then you're maximizing it because you know who's next in the rotation. So our challenge to coaches this week, Coach Weaver, is how do you evaluate your talent and how can you maximize your team's potential? Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro QuickDraw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.